0: Poetry. 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 Poetry night. Poetry night rings through. How you all do it? I may have mentioned earlier that we have a feature. Did I mention that? Maybe I should have mentioned that. Maybe I could have made that clearer. We have a feature this evening, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm very excited. So everybody, everybody bow your heads and pretend to be serious. But just pretend. And please welcome to our stage, Anis Mirzgani. Hey, how are you, Bellingham? Ah, It's so good to be in Bellingham. I love this town. Yeah, thanks for coming out tonight. In my library, there are 17 books. One, I held a shrine to you above my head for so many years. It sparkled like a Hindu god and hung there the heaviest of my heaviest hats. Two, my face, it is a bicycle riding downhill. Lick me with your headlights, I'll forget my helmet at home, break my femurs upon your fender. Three, I'm filled with so much hip-hop, my elbow rhymes with dirty sandwich. Four, my dirty sandwich beatboxed and my elbow said back, I placed two pancakes upon two plates. When I cut them back and forth, the porcelain breaks. Five, I was never a broken man, but I too know how to pick the pieces up. Some days, the pieces are all teeth pulled from the mouths of children. Some days, they're simply books searching for shelves. Six, I've carved shelves out of my heart to try and bring an order to things. All it did was make space. Seven, the floor of my bedroom, it is a junkyard. There is the myth of an earth-sized snake that lives upon it. Some days, I'm a god of thunder, lifting cats. Some days, I walk nine paces, turn and fall. Walk nine paces, turn and fall. I die every single time. Eight. I know that peace can come with the finishing of a popsicle. And at some ceilings or prayers to mustangs, staring into the candle's flames, I have begged for its heat to pull me out of some of these rooms, saw the eyebrows of God and furniture. Nine, some furniture looks at you disappointingly. Some chairs still stare like they are still proud of what you are. Ten, some ladies' legs are shaped like confessionals. And some confessionals are built like the bowels of burning boats, speaking through both. My body caught fire like everything else. Eleven, I've eaten so many forests, swallowed so much forest. There is so much cedar wood in my belly, so much sawdust on the floor of my love. I've been sweeping it up for so many days now, but each day I sweep up a little more. One day... My floors will be clean. Twelve. I clench my hands in the fists in case I run into myself. I've something I want to give him. I won't know what it is until he's standing before me. Thirteen. I was eight years old the first time I tried to break dance on the floor of Angela's Bohemian loft apartment. Little Ray. He taught me the centipede. He was thirteen years old and had a skateboard. Was a lighthouse. A tower. Aunt. Arctica, so damn cold he dropped the D and came up with an extra O. Fourteen, I have pulled bones out of my body to carve temples from them. There is holy text underneath my nails. I do not know what it says, but some days are spent doing nothing but staring into the tips of my fingers. Fifteen, hold a mirror up to what I once was. You would only see guitar strings shimmering in the light. Sixteen, when I snaked my body like the river, I didn't even need the music to play. I used the floorboards as the beat. The adults were in the other room. I stood up, dirt on my shirt. My teeth had been replaced with bits of gold. An old man held me in a pan, ran water over my bones, and from under the dirt of his palms, I fucking shone. Thank you. My wife was uh uh cleaning the house the other day, which is what she likes to do when I'm not there to make it messy. And um the most important thing she found was uh this hard drive filled with photos that she had thought was lost for like the last two, three years. She was just lamenting that this these chapters of her life were just gone. So she called me this morning, she's like, I've f- I found I found the th- the hard drive and she was crying and this is a big deal because my wife like literally is a robot like she she does not emote and so this was like a big deal the 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 second to this fine were were she sent me this picture of these tickets um that were uh tickets to a show that I did here at in Bellingham at Western University on election night in 2008 which was the uh the first night that I met her And, um, so, uh, so that was really cool to see and why it's always really cool to be in Bellingham. Um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why it's cool to be in Bellingham and I've, I've loved this city since, since I first started coming to visit here. Um, but that's like an extra, extra bit of icing. Um, and I, and I say all that because there's a poem I wrote about how she makes me feel. This is how she makes me feel. Like a nuclear reactor power plant that harnesses not any strange, harmful energy, but rather the energy of the sun, of daisies, of golden marbles filled up past the brim. Behind me, there is a rainbow. The nuclear reactor that I am harnesses the power of that rainbow as well, capturing the whole spectrum of color and light. This is how she makes me feel. Like a great grey stone tall tower that rises up out of the ocean. From my window at the top of that tower, I watch the world. Watch the waves. There is nothing but ocean for so far. From up here, the ocean looks like it is the biggest thing in the universe. From up here, it is the universe. From my room, sitting atop the top of the universe, watching its waves of water move in unison together, I feel like maybe I am bigger. This is how she makes me feel. Like I was 17, running slow motion through a field lit with light. Particles of dust moving through the air, the sun burning their bodies. Perhaps it is dust. Perhaps it is magic dust. Perhaps this magical dust is what I am made from. I open my eyes and everything I see floats. I am on a boat. It is night. The world has calmed itself just to hold me inside all that is dark, just to rock me gently. This is how she makes me feel. The subway chambers of Moscow. I am vaulted. I have giant chandeliers hanging from my underground ceilings. I glow with so much light. I am a ballroom for the trains of Russia. If you happen to be a child that has climbed down my steps to yell into my body, those echoes will bounce their way across the vaulted underground ceilings. This happens all the time. My dark tunnels are filled with these sounds. This is how she makes me feel. Like I will live forever. Like there is nothing that could possibly harm me. Like this body will somehow stay young and perfect. There are cities growing inside my chest. The cities all look like New York in the 50s. Every building is tall enough to touch a cloud. Every automobile a convertible. All the men wear hats and The women all have beautiful shapes of color upon them. Someone has saved a baby. There is a parade. (laughs) Someone has saved all the babies. There is the biggest parade moving through my streets. The skies explode with ticker tape. Strangers kiss on every corner. Their kisses are what make me live forever. This is how she makes me feel. Like honey. And trombones. Thank you. I have a new book out. This is it. Songs from Under the River. It's got a bunch of old stuff that didn't have a home before and some new things. Um, His poem called 21 Thoughts on the Stereotype that all brown people are terrorists. And, um, Some of the, uh, it always feels long when I read it, so sometimes I jump around in the numbers. One, my mother is black. My father, Iranian. As an American, this means that I'm born under two bad signs. Two, acts of terror are constituted by the use of violence against civilians to intimidate and induce fear. Three, I'm not certain but I do not think every brown thing is hoping to commit acts of terror. I've encountered a number of brown dogs that were not terrorists. This is not to equate the brown man with the dog. I'm just saying it's interesting. Four. I've known my fair share of white dogs that were total shits. Five. My parents have three brown chairs. Only one is a terrorist. Seven, do you remember the craziness that came with the sorrow of this country after 9-11? How crazed we became with our fear. I had dreams of men on the street beating my father because of his name and accent. Eight, my father, not a terrorist. Nine, the census labels Middle Eastern as Caucasian. Ten, Dick Cheney, not brown. Eleven, Eleven, Noam Chomsky says if they do it, it's terrorism. If we do it, it's counterterrorism. The machine of propaganda is a strange and colorblind and colorful machine. It is always easiest to turn our hearts by affecting our eyes. Twelve, the Red Scare was based on fear of the unknown, fear of opposing ideologies. McCarthyism was a terrorist act committed by a government on its own people. Thirteen. Ten years after the building's fall, I'm in the airport security line, and the woman asks me if my name, sounding a tad bit foreign, and my face, looking a tad bit Baghdad, asks if my name is a family name. I have never known there to be a different kind. Fourteen. Growing up, my favorite television show was MacGyver. For those of you unfamiliar with it, MacGyver dealt with a gentleman who could make explosives out of whatever happened to be on hand. Be it a peppermint and a ball of string or a pencil case and three cardboard tubes. I've watched it religiously for years and yet never learned how to make a bomb from watching it. Perhaps this was not the case with other brown people. 15. Osama Bin Laden. Not white. 16. My friend Tim Perkins told me when he was a kid, he went to a largely black school. He's white. One day, his friends and he were talking about white folks, and he asked, well, what about me? They said, you're not white. You're Italian. This has nothing to do with terrorists. I just find it interesting. (laughs) 17. The most famous American domestic terrorist, Timothy McVeigh, killed 168 innocent people in the Oklahoma City bombing. Timothy McVeigh, not Italian. 18. The IRA has committed acts of terror for 70 plus years. Britain began theirs long before this. 19. The American presidency, like the leaders of all nations, comes with it the administrating of acts of terror for the betterment and protection of its citizens. The terrorist acts from our leaders that we do not hear of do not mean that these presidents were necessarily more courageous, simply that they were quieter. Twenty. Sometimes, when I watch television, I ask myself, is that brown man a terrorist? What about that one? And that one, is he? The first man is Wayne Brady. Obviously. The second is Aziz Ansari. The third is my president. I do not know the answers to my questions. 21. Public enemy tells me this country has a fear of a black planet. Such heavy clothing fear becomes upon our bodies. Your coat will not protect you. No matter how clean, how starched, how bright it may be, we are all Russians. Every one of us Russians born under a strange time in American history. Thank you. I have a, a few more. Um, this is called How a Person Finds Home. When you are walking down the street in some city that is not the one you come from, With the sun in your eyes, so perhaps you are squinting, or perhaps because of how brightly everything shines, you have tears falling out, and you find you cannot look directly at the world before you. And there is a song from an open window that resembles the birthday pocket knife you received at 10, and the 16th note is a bridge that bends over cold stones that your brother in Minneapolis walks upon. And those cold stones sing a sound similar to your name, similar to library bricks, similar to porch swing and teacup similar to your grandmother and your arms feel like her loose but smooth skin and your face remembers your grandfather's rough cheeks the smell of his aftershave and as you are pulled in the direction of where you come from you will see in the distance a suit with no one in it running from far away towards you and this bodiless suit that is running directly towards you a hundred people moving in the streets but the suit is running to you And you cannot move away or towards it any faster or slower than how you are already moving. And the suit will come up to you and without body or lung will be breathing hard. And without skull or mouth will ask if you have the time. And you without watch or clock will say, yes, I do. And as you lift your wrist, you hear the suit without hands or throat lift his palms and whisper between them. Will you unbutton these jackets of mine? Will you pull me on and button the buttons in my vest back up? And when you do, the vest will feel like a coffin that does not need to wait for death to be slept in, but instead is simply a lidless boat For the grass to grow through For the daylight to touch itself upon For the dark and the stars to fall towards And fill And all around you the night will rise Like a river over the city While you sit in the middle of its waters Running your hands over your belly Rubbing fabric between your fingers Thinking these are the softest clothes I've ever felt This is the closest thing I can draw to a map With you On one end, and me on the other, And no space between us. So I have two more, and uh, the first one is very short. Um, A friend of mine, uh, a friend that I wrote my first love poem for many, many moons ago, a few years back, had posted a photograph of a lemon tree on uh, uh, Facebook in this tiny pot and it said uh, it had this caption that read See the lemon tree I grew from a seed See how big it's gotten And I thought What a sweet and dumb and wonderful sentiment I must write a poem about a lemon tree My beautiful lemon tree I grew from a seed How big you have gotten You were so little when you were a seed, now so big, and soon you will carry such round and lovely lemons, yellow, dimpled. When they are too big for your thin branches and they leave this kitchen of mine, ask them not to forget it, this kitchen of ours. It is my favorite room in the house, and lemon tree, when you pick up to follow, please do think of me. I will think of you. Here, when my tongue... It's far too sweet, and my hands far too empty, I will think of the quiet poem of your shape. Lemon tree, please bring a scarf with you. Wherever you end up may be cold, and if it isn't, perhaps you will one day vacation someplace where it is. Thank y'all so much for coming out tonight. Thanks for Robert for uh for letting me feature tonight. I th- oh, I like you too. I think the last time I featured at Poetry Night was probably two thousand and seven. Maybe two thousand and six. The birthday yard. Long time. That was a completely different life. I was a different Anise. It was like seven years ago. That means my body's completely changed. I was beardless. <laughs> that was me. That was me. Uh, but thanks, y'all, for coming tonight. And there's there's more poems after this, correct? Fantastic. Second set. Stick around, suckers. What a great night. Man. Dude. That, uh, of course, that, that Mike McGee Jewel in the Desert poem was my fucking shit, by the way. God damn. Ah, uh, that was rad. Ah, uh, I fucking love poetry sometimes. Man. Anyway, thanks for coming, y'all. I was just following the little dog through the skinny trees. I was just collecting water glasses. I was taking them to the well and carrying them home, trying not to drop a single drop. I was wearing the same shirt as the day before, and as the day before that. And the day before that. And the day before that. Asking all of my ghosts to join me on the dance floor. Let's twist. Let's shimmy. While the room waltzes, I will to see. I was Jimmy Switchblade. I was the Three Cherries gang. I was the tallest cigarette in the pack. I was black jacket, black jacket, collar, collared up. I was actually yellow shirt lost. I was laying in the dirt and piling it on. I believed if I kept trying to bury myself, then perhaps I could talk to some other world, but I just got heavy. My belly was dirty. For months, I could barely move. After she left... I barely moved. I watched the sun go down. And in its absence, I dreamt of the bicycle. But I did not know what the bicycle was. I dreamt of the bicycle and thought, what a strange horse that fish is. Do I kill it or ride it? How do I do either of those? Instead, I rode the airplanes like they were church, staring out the windows, hoping my chains would not climb this high. At this altitude, All my angels were turning blue in the face. I made a list of my body parts that no longer worked, folded it into an envelope, hoping my mother or my former lover would one day stumble across it. That list is a poem, not a list. So is this one. I rode the airplanes until they brought me 530 miles from the room that I was born inside of. My fists then were not so much smaller than they are now, simply tighter. I have been shrinking. More and more with every single month. The South, it is my beautiful bed. One day, bury me in it. Till then, I will touch it from time to time. Carry me inside of its wet, wet heat. I sweat when I walk. When I walk, I see my dreams come closer. What I thought was a horse or a fish was really a girl on a bicycle. She had small fingers, but reached them towards me. I neither killed nor rode her. All I did was make a hand. All I did was get wet. All I did was shake my body like a library in an earthquake. I spilled books like holy water. My ceilings spun in closer to read all that I was. I was a thousand years of hard-covered spines, splinters on my tongue from licking the roofs of so many fallen cathedrals. I had worked so hard from my sorrow. So I asked my boss for the night off, caught another plane, rode it to a dance in Chicago, combed my hair, slicked down with pomade, and put my shiniest belt buckle on. I saw Susie on the dance floor. She put a quarter in the jukebox, grabbed me like a policeman, and asked, What you do, Ace? I told her I work in a malt shop, and sometimes I bury things. But I ain't too good at that. I ain't too good at that, I told her. She looked at me like we had prayed on the same cliff. She told me, She didn't believe in God anymore, and I told her I still did. Her and I, we pray on the same cliff. She held me like a handcuff. I swallowed keys. I danced with Susie all night long. I'm still waiting for that sun to come up. I don't care if it never does. Right here, I'm warm enough. Thank you. That is nice Mojgani, ladies and gentlemen. Give him another hand. It's very quiet. Got you! Got you! Got you! Gotcha, I was, I, I, I thought, I didn't even... Because uh, you it. work in the day job, you don't want to happy to do the poetry nights. Poetry nights. <laughs> Heads up, is all I'm saying. Is said. all I'm saying.